This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Well, hey, friend. Oh my gosh, do we have such a fun conversation in store today because we are going to talk about A, some etymology, which is so much fun. Then we're going to go into why deciding feels hard and scary and why that's so normal because of the etymology. It's so good. And then we're going to talk about four steps to freeing yourself from indecision so that we don't have to live in this place where deciding feels hard and scary all of the time. And before we get into that, I have some very exciting and important news to share with you immediately, which is that for the first time, I am offering single decision coaching. You heard that right. We can now coach together short term on a single decision. This means stuff you're stuck on. This means something that you don't want taking up bandwidth in the back of your mind for the next two to seven months or years that you really want to feel decided on, something that you want to take action on, but don't know how to get yourself moving forward on it, either logistically because it feels complicated, emotionally because it feels charged, or all of the above, we can now work through that together and get you decided. So good. You can set this up at kirstenparker.com forward slash decide. And the way it works, we've already been doing some this month, and they are so freaking satisfying and energizing. We are going to meet once for an hour and talk through the beginnings of this decision. And then you're going to leave with some homework, either some stuff to think about, some stuff to figure out, some stuff to feel. It's usually a mixed bag of things to get you to the next step. There are usually some small decisions to make to move yourself forward. And then we meet again for another hour, a week or a week and a half later, and you feel decided. We get you through all of the questions, through all of the doubts, through all of the complications, through all of the fears of people's opinions, through all of the, I don't know what even to do first if I make this decision. And we get you to a decided, clear, confident place so you know where you stand on this thing. You know what you're going to do about it. You have an action plan. You know how you're going to stay accountable and keep your momentum up. It's a huge gift to yourself to allow yourself to commit to making a decision, especially one that's been rolling around and draining you and that you don't feel good about. It's such a gift to yourself to say, I'm going to try something different and I'm going to get this decided and I'm going to do it in this kind of responsible, conscious way and not chuck myself off a mountain because that's the only way I can imagine making this decision other than just letting it like lie dormant for the rest of time. So if that sounds like something that you need, because you've been stuck somewhere or you're in option paralysis or you really need to better understand what you want and what you think the consequences might be of making this decision, that is exactly what this mini program is for. We'll work together over about a week, week and a half, and we'll get you decided. 
So you can book directly at kirstenparker.com forward slash decide if that sounds like exactly what you need right now. Okay, that was the exciting, important news. And now I would like to normalize and explore and offer some solutions for the fact that deciding does feel hard and scary. And this is why we need help with it. There's a big misunderstanding I come across all the time that we should be able to know our own minds easier and faster and just make decisions without angsting about it. And while that is totally possible, I don't think it's fair to put the pressure on yourself to say, I should already be like this because we have zero training in being clear-headed, authentic, fast, efficient decision makers. Our training is to keep other people happy and look the way that we're instructed to look and make the best decisions according to other people. So give yourself a break. I also think you will be interested to know a little bit about the root of the word decide. So forgive my pronunciation in advance. I tried to look up how to say any of this stuff and even the internet disagrees. So, you know, grain of salt, my pronunciation. Let's just focus on uh, (laughs) the real points here. So the word decide comes from the French word decider. You're welcome. Which comes from the Latin word decidere. Let's pick this word apart because it is so much fun. First, it starts with the D. The D means off. You'll notice that the second half of the word decide is the same second half as the words pesticide and homicide, etc. And that's not a coincidence. The side part of the word decide comes from this Latin root cadere, which again, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's spelled C-A-E-D-E-R-E. So remember, we're dissecting the Latin desidere. The de, D-E, means off. And the sidere side comes from this word cadere, which means to cut or sometimes to kill. Pesticide, homicide, decide. What? Interesting, right? When you decide, you are cutting or killing off other options other than the one you choose. Can we just take that in a second? No wonder FOMO is a thing. No wonder Raul is a thing. The romanticized alternate universe that we are scared of missing out on when we make decisions. If you don't understand that reference, you can go listen to episode 29, The Cure for If Only Agony. But you've probably thought of it even if you didn't know what it's called, right? When you make a decision or you're facing a decision and you think of, what am I going to miss out on? What am I cutting myself off from? What future am I potentially ruining right now? It's very interesting that this idea of making a decision can inspire fear and that it's in fact meant to because we are biologically inclined to fear death. It's a great equalizer. So how do we get into living in indecision as our norm? Well, indecision happens when your baseline is fear. Indecision meaning the whole shebang, the overthinking, second-guessing, over-researching, over-indexing what people think, catastrophizing. That happens and that becomes the norm, our normal experience of making decisions when our baseline is fear. So this is what leads us into the four steps to freeing yourself from indecision. 
Because how you get freedom from indecision is shifting your baseline, changing how you automatically think and feel and act when it comes to decision-making. This is what we do in our coaching. So remember at the beginning when I said we're doing this one decision coaching now, but normally what I do is work with people longer term so that we can move through individual daily life decisions whilst we change habits, whilst we strengthen the foundation and upgrade your system of decision-making so that the people-pleasing and the perfectionism and the impostery stuff doesn't, you know, muck up every single decision we make for the rest of time. That is shifting your baseline. So what I want you to do right now is just like, let's catch ourselves up with where we are. Think about the fact that to decide means to cut off other options, potentially kill off other options if that's what's happening in the situation. And why it makes so much sense that decisions have been hard at all in your life. I know every decision hasn't been hard, but some have been because there's a real fear there. And I want you to think about, well, when it comes to decision making, where is my baseline? Do I tend towards the fear side where that idea of cutting off other options is really scary, of committing to one option is really scary? If that's the case, if that's where your baseline is, then A, think about reaching out for coaching because it is actually changeable. But B, the next four steps that we're going to go into will help you start shifting this stuff for yourself right away. The first step to freeing yourself from indecision and shifting your baseline when it comes to decision making is accepting this reality that we're talking about. Accepting the reality that deciding does involve cutting off other options. Sometimes this is so scary in itself that we try to avoid it. We don't want to look this truth directly in the eye, but there's a lot of power in just accepting that, yeah, deciding this one thing means not deciding other things. Now, we're going to get to the specifics of the what it means and what it doesn't mean in step four, so don't panic, but this is a really important and powerful place to start. Just accepting that, yeah, deciding and being decisive means some things will get chosen and other things will not, so let's accept it. Step two is embracing the power of decisiveness. So from this other angle that we've been focusing on, it's very scary to think about missing out on these other options and letting them go and cutting them off or killing them off. But from a different angle, it is very powerful to be the one moving yourself and your life forward. So I want to encourage you not to over-focus on what you're not choosing. Because it's easy to forget how powerful your decisions really are, but they're literally creating your life and building your future. The decisions that you are making that are moving yourself forward, what you are choosing and committing to. Another way you can think about this whole cutting things off etymology is that when you decide you're cutting off what's not most aligned or important for you. Think about that. Isn't that yummy? Step three is smallify everywhere you can. Smallify, word of the century. Deciding in one giant swoop is scarier than making 10 small choices. And even though most of what we do all of the time is the latter, making many small choices, what we tend to think about and overwhelm ourselves with is the former, the giant swoop. 
If it's too scary to think about making a giant decision, I want you to take a breath and take a big old step back and presence yourself in the decision process. There's likely a smaller choice in front of you that you have to make before you can even get to whatever your brain is calling the big scary one. It's kind of the difference between looking at all of the different milestones you'll hit over the course of a trail. Ooh, we're going to get this view and we're going to come to this lookout and we're going to go through this kind of terrain versus saying, oh my God, we have to climb 1,500 feet. Climbing 1,500 feet isn't even something you can do in one fell swoop. It's the experience that you accumulate as a result of many, many steps, right? See what I did there? So you can smallify in how you're perceiving a decision. You can also smallify the decisions you task yourself with. Because sometimes we do just think that one thing needs to get done and that's too hard. And if it's too hard, my advice sent with love is please smallify it. Make it smaller. Focus on one step at a time. And that leads us to step four, which is question what's questionable. In other words, don't use this etymology against yourself because just because you're cutting off other options doesn't mean that you're jumping off of cliffs every single time you pick an outfit or craft an email response or even when you make a career move. Our brains are, you guessed it, drama machines. Do not forget this. So if you are getting that kind of pit in your stomach, oh my gosh, this is so final, cutting these other options off and committing to this one option is so final and big and huge and scary, if you're getting that feeling when you think about a decision, you have permission to question what's questionable. Is it final? What are you cutting off really? In our daily decisions, we are rarely, caps lock, rarely, cutting ourselves off from experiences and opportunities forever. That's it. Game over for the rest of time. You can never, ever have or do or see this thing again. Are there trade-offs? Sure. Might you have or see or experience this thing in a different context in your life if you don't do it now? Sure. But I want you to stay aware of how often your brain will deliver information to you that's wrapped up like a shiny, tidy fact about what will happen and what won't happen and what will and won't be available to you in your life when you make this decision. And I just want you to like breathe and smile and have a ton of love for your dramatic brain and question what's questionable. This is a huge thing that gets in the way of people committing to decisions that feel really scary because what they're assuming or perceiving is going to get cut off when they make this decision is just not factually true. And it's getting in the way of them being able to trust a choice. So I hope this sparks some freeing thoughts today. These are really what we're focusing on is freedom from indecision today. But we have to start with this awareness that it is so normal for deciding to feel hard and scary, especially when we realized, oh yeah, homicide and pesticide and decide are all rooted in the same idea of killing stuff. But I hope these steps to freeing yourself from indecision and changing your baseline when it comes to fear and decision-making really resonate, even if you only focus on one, right? Sometimes you just got to hear that one thing that's, oh, that really would make a difference in my day if I 
yeah, acknowledged that I'm cutting off these other options when I make a decision, but I'm powerfully moving myself forward in deciding this other thing. And that feels delicious. And like I said, if you want help on either scale, if you want help working on the habit change and really shifting your baseline overall, so decisions are easier, can be faster, can be more authentic, can be less frictiony, and you can have less noise in your head day to day, book your consult and let's talk about customizing a coaching program for you. You can go to kirstenparker.com forward slash schedule and book a free hour and we can talk about the decisions that are in the mix right now and the habits you want to change. And if there's just a decision in the mix and you're like, I want to get this off my freaking table, channel your inner Taylor Swift, get it off my desk, get it off your chest, get it off your desk. That's what the make a decision package is for. So reminder, we will meet two times over seven, 10 days. We'll talk in between on email as much as you need. And we'll get this thing decided so that you can move the freaking frack on with your life and really trust your choice. If that's what you need right now, go to kirstenparker.com forward slash decide. And I hope you have a lot of fun feeling super powerful in your decisiveness today. And booking one of these sessions is a really fun way to do that and feel decisive and take a step and smallify something that feels big and scary. But I also just want to remind you that your decisions are your superpower. So go own some choices and feel like the superhero you are, my friend. I'll see you next week. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Mm, not so much. If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love the crash course on how to say no. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites and an 11 minute crash course video training that simplifies the whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no so you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy!